and people of the United States to form a more perfect union, secure the blessings of liberty, reestablish the meaning of the Constitution. Welcome to We The People Show. This is your host Tiger and welcome to this Sunday special edition. We will talk about immigration today and uh, joining me today is Christian Cavazos. Hello Christian. Hello. Would you mind introducing yourselves to the audience? Okay, uh, yes, my name is uh, Christian Cavazos. Uh, I'm a junior here at Texas State. I'm also the chapter chairman for the Young Conservatives of Texas at Texas State. And awesome. And uh, one of the biggest issue or issue regarding like on a political scale that Christians the most advocate for is immigration. Now, Christian, regarding that, which like can you elaborate on which type of immigration? Well, I mean, I, I mean, uh, I guess if we're talking about like the main one that seems to be coming up into politics is immigration from the southern border. And I was going to make it clear, I highly support. Um, all forms of legal immigration into the United States by all means. I myself am Hispanic. Uh, Hispanic. My great-grandfather was actually from uh, uh, Mexico. I grew up with him as long as my great-grandmother who uh, had very deep ties into uh, into Mexico and all my family. I was uh, originally I'm from the, the Rio Grande Valley. I was born in Mission, Texas and grew up about a mile or two away from the border from the newest bridge on St. Louis International Bridge right there in Gdanhano, Texas, which is about two miles, I think, from the southern border. So I'm very accustomed to seeing these people cross uh, the border. Like, I've seen people with wet clothes, you know, walk in front of our house back there, or when we used to live over there, um, walk through our neighborhood or walk through, walk through our backyard and front yards. And, you know, I, I'm very familiar. My, my grandfather was a border patrol agent and was one of the first members of the ICE agency back in um, 2003, I believe is when it was formed. They asked him to, when the task force was new, they asked him if he wanted to join. He, he joined up. He was already rather older there, so he didn't do too much of the high rate stuff, but he was involved in the, in the, in the task force for quite some time before he retired. And um, yeah, I mean, I've, being down there in the valley, it's like, it's part of being there. I think it's, uh, seeing and hearing is like that's the main topic down there I would say in a way is immigration I remember back in ooh, when was Bush proposing his border wall I think it was I believe it's around 2006 yeah I mean we were the only ones that in that town that community of gonna handle Texas um, we were the only ones and my cousin <laughs> my cousin I say that we were like we're in favor of the border wall uh, which we were in a minority uh, down there believe it or not uh, all these houses had no border wall signs and stuff and regard you know of course they did somewhat get built i remember me and the, a cousin used to sneak up to where their the construction was because there was a levee behind our house that they were uh or behind our neighborhood that was uh, being built or that was there and they're partially building the wall there too and uh we would sneak up there to kind of look at them building it or see how much they've done and yeah it's just like it was right there uh for longest I eventually moved out of the valley, though, about eight years old. I, we moved up to Bay City, Texas, so, you know, we got pretty far, but, like, the valley's always been where we go for Christmas, Thanksgiving, the summers. It's, you know, that's where the, <laughs> the family's at, you know, so. Um, and 
as for the U.S. Mexico border immigration policy between like Jim administration, I would say earlier being the Clinton and then Bush administration. But what really got people talking would be the Obama era, in which they inhumanely built cages. Yeah, um, a lot of that. Uh, my grandfather, my grandfather actually retired before uh, the Obama administration, I believe. So, um, he wasn't familiar with that, but he. Uh, oh, not not him. Um, um yeah, I, immigration was big before that. I don't. Uh, people have started talking about the cages now because people just started really looking down there. For the most part, I think people. Yeah, I think for the most part, people. Would of course acknowledge the issues on the southern border, but no one was really down there. No one really came to uh, the valley to give it a, a glance over. Because if you did, and this is where I'm gonna call BS on some of the Democrats down there, they'd realize like there's so many more problems. As long as the cage cages are a problem, they are. They are. Yes. And um, I, I do think there there should probably be a better way to house people while they're down there, uh, like to hold them. You know, both the Obama the Obama administration is majorly at fault for that for for considering and actually doing uh, these cages. But I mean, the Trump administration should probably try to find a way to make it a little bit more humane looking. I would say because yeah, it is wrong that they're kind of kept in what look yeah what look like old massive dog cages, right? Like they're yeah. just you know like it's it's not right. But at the same time, we also do have to understand like well, we have to hold them somewhere we're not going to give them a five-star hotel but we're not going to give them like cages you know we got to give them a nice holding cell but the problem with that is is no one understands that the border patrol is underfunded it is and uh unmanned like un um what is it undermanned uh you know if people actually like uh, congressman chip roy's been down there and he always talks to the border patrol agents which is one of the big things i like about him is he's down there talking to them too because he's got to get he's got to understand uh, their side as well like I think for every five, ooh, it might have been more than five miles, they had one agent on that border. Yeah. I mean, you know, so like if, a, if they're lucky, if, uh, you know, like an agent's able to like to uh, to get somewhere on time and then hope to God that it it's not a whole bunch of people because then he's going to have to call people to come help him by the time they get out there. You know, it's like most of them are already gone or they're, um, they're uh, um, you know, they're like, you know, they could pose a threat to just one agent. And I, I understand that a lot of the people crossing over as well are um, um, their families. And it's one of those hard things that there's no way you can look at this issue and not feel sympathy for the people. <sighs> um, Mexico is a beautiful country. Um, and South America as well, those are beautiful countries. They have an amazing culture. I'm familiar, you know, I mean, I grew up Hispanic, very strong traditional culture. Like said, our family is real big on traditions. I, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing, but those countries aren't necessarily the best politically, um, financially, and just like in terms of like uh, poverty, it's like you're either really poor or you're really rich, right? You know, There's massive um, uh, class discrimination down there. And it's, it's bad. It's a, it's a repeated cycle. But um, So yeah, you should feel that sympathy, but you also have to understand that United States, yes, we have so much. We have money. We do. We have money, but what happens when you just simply keep helping and helping and helping is you're you're creating a circle a cycle a cycle of all right every time they come in we grab them all we help them we give them you know right? it costs money 
and I understand it's like how could you think about money for people I'm like well because we also need money for other things right you know um, and I think a lot of the problem why uh, uh, I'm sorry I'm kind of losing my thought because a lot of things when we talk about this issue kind of come into my mind and um, you know so I'm just gonna go back to the cycle thing that you know it creates a cycle people the country never gets fixed right. all the people that are smart intelligent um, and like that or that want to work hard come here so then that leaves uh, for I'm just gonna use Mexico as an example of um, that leaves Mexico with no like um, no source of like a uh, labor right both um, higher education or, or lower labor from uh, lower labor like uh, for manual labor right because they're all over here so it's cre it's gonna constantly make a cycle of people leaving that country because of the poverty class discrimination violence corruption because it never fixes itself. Those people don't stop thinking maybe if we can fix the country first, we won't have to leave the United States. And I think the United States can play more of a part in that. Um, small part, small part. I don't think we should really be too much into it. Right now, I think the biggest problem too is um, we need to control the flow of people coming in. I know it sucks. It's hard to look at some of them. We also have to understand, this is from my great-grandfather, uh, who at first came illegally. He was deported, I think, once or twice before he married my great-grandmother gain citizenship so <laughs> he even said that it's not the same type of people coming over anymore drugs has have become too involved in that system or not in that system but in that there's been a cartel war yeah no like yeah since the 80s right you know like since the introduction of cocaine and um uh, massive and marijuana you know becoming such a hard street drug um um it it's changed, right? There's too many. It's mi it's too mixed. There's a lot of good people. There's also a lot of bad people, and these bad people are really bad. They're really bad. I grew up watching Channel Five's news, seeing some of the things they did. I'm. It's hard to believe some of these people are are uh, have a mind anymore, a conscience, because of the way they are brutal to each other. When a cartel war starts, it's bloody, very, very. I mean, like it's hard to believe they have people doing this to other people. And right, speaking like, of the people itself, um, what do you think of the policies in the past, like DACA and DAPA? I think DACA is a really good idea. Um, now, the problem I had with it was, and I never really got to see too much of information from it, was there was a lot of kids in the DACA program, mm -hmm. and it's it, and you can say it's the same thing, like it's what I was talking about earlier. There's a lot of good kids, but there's also a lot of bad kids. There's a lot of these kids that didn't realize the opportunity they had and were throwing it away. These kids were getting into trouble. These kids were getting into gangs. They were becoming bad students, right? Not to say that there weren't any good ones because there's a ton of good ones. I mean, you can just Google like a list of, I'm sure DACA has them on, a, uh, on their website of, yeah. um, of what their kids have accomplished and what they're capable. I know they're very much capable of accomplishing, but it's like in the regular American public, age, uh, public education system, right? I'm, we all went to public school. We saw that there's, it's hard to believe that some of these kids act this way when not every country allows a free education like the United States. And so I think there should probably just be a little bit more of a, a check on it. Maybe not completely end it, but there should probably be a check to make sure like, okay, and go case to case, because that's another thing. It's all case to case based. And make sure like the kids that are in it and I'm not saying we should probably allow a ton of kids, you know, because I mean, eventually they're going to keep doing the same thing, like what they're doing to flee the country because of poverty, um, crime, corruption. 
this he was like, all right, well, we're just going to go to uh, hope, go to the United States to hopefully get you so that way you can be put in the doctor program. So I think we should probably maybe limit it to how many kids we can put in. But right now, as for the kids that are currently in it, they shouldn't be affected by it. If you're going to end something like that, you should probably grandfather in the people that have already lived, based their lives off of it. That's stupid that they're just going to end it and then that screws over. I'm not too sure how it would screw. Like, from what I read, it screws over kids that have already used DACA or are currently in it. I don't know if that's true, but if it is screwing them over, I think they should be grandfathered in if you're going to go ahead and cut the program. So stop people getting into the DACA program, but keep the people that are already there, right? Last wave of kids, and after that, done. All right, I, I, I can settle with that. I understand there's been like fights over it, like on a political level, like chamber, in chambers of Congress. And yeah. recently, I think it was recently, maybe last year, but President Trump has asked for a deal with the Democrats on the Dreamers, basically people in a DACA program, and that passed through citizenship, and then they decide to flip the script and not and just refuse it. What do you think that's precedent? About uh, the Dreamers ref- uh, refusing citizenship? Yeah, like the, the Dreamers refusing it because President Trump proposes like compromise about it. Yeah, you see, I think that's a little bit of the Democrats' fault for bastardizing, sorry for my language, but bastardizing everything Trump does. Yeah. I mean, God, I mean, he can do anything. Like uh, to, like the other day, Little Wayne was being ca- almost canceled because he was uh, he endorsed Donald Trump, and not because of just endorsing him, but for the sake of the platinum plan for criminal justice reform and investing in the black community. Right? He's doing something. He did something really good. And you, I would give, I'll clap my hands to Obama when he did something right. I will. Because that's the point of the president. You're not supposed to love him. Yes. And you're not supposed to, like, super duper hate him. Or, well, you can. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those. You, I'm, you have the right to. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but you should always give a round of applause to when he does something good. Right. You should. Like, that's any politician. Um, that's any politician, right? You know, you can absolutely hate him, but if he does something good, I think you can swallow your pride for a second, say like, all right, good job. Maybe you should keep doing that kind of stuff. Maybe then I'll like you, right? So that it maybe would motivate them a little more. So, so maybe it could change their mind in the end. If it's yeah, yeah. Like, I honestly, like, I'm surprised. There's so many people in line right now that dream of citizenship there's so many legal immigrants here in the United States that dream of citizenship. It's so sad that these kids will be willing to turn it down if this is true, because I'm not familiar with it. If, if this is true that they are turning down U.S. citizenship and its benefits, for the sake of just throwing a middle finger up to Trump, like, come on, yeah, that's, dude, that, that that's, that's so. Yeah, that's not mature. Okay. That's not mature. You're gonna. Oh, I'm sorry, and I don't want to say it. Okay, but uh. You're an asshole. You're an ass. Yeah. You're an ass, dude. Like, holy crap, man. There's so many people that would dream of that. Literally, in the name Dreamers, like, just because that is a dream for people. Dream, now, just from, yeah, you know, yeah, to become a citizen, like, and that's not just a, that it's something from the, the Latino community and the Hispanic community. That's a worldwide dream for some people, right? Like, right. you know, from the Middle East and from Africa and from even Europe and Russia and, 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 and Nasia to be an American citizen. You know, people flee a lot of shitty places, and um, exactly like my folks flee the communist regime. Yeah, like, and I'm sure they're happy to become either dual or are they dual citizens or green card green card holders. Yeah, 
the citizenship is on the table for them after living here for so many years. Yeah, yeah, like it, it, it's a, it's a hard thing to get sometimes, and the fact that you'd be willing to turn it down so willy nilly, like it ain't, like. I, I don't know, like... All, all over hatred of Orange Man? Just come on. Yeah, come on. It, 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 it's like... And then he can't even mess with you. If you become a United States citizenship... Or... You citizen. you become a United States citizen, can't do nothing anymore, man. You're like, that's like a... It's like a... I'm, I'm protected. You're a citizen now, like... Yeah. And you get every single right as a United States citizen. And so, speaking which about the people itself, what do you think about this? It's been mentioned in one of the debates. What do you think about this coyotes thing and children? Oh my god, dude, they're so dumb. I grew up knowing what a coyote was. Little as hell, I knew what a coyote was. Because, or a coyote, whatever you, I mean, if, it, it's the same thing. It means, right, it's a coyote. Like, it's a nickname. Um, they're bad people. They're bad people. These dudes do not give a crap about anything. They're, they'll guide you over the border. But man, if the border patrol lights start flashing towards them, they're gone. They'll leave you in the desert. They'll leave you floating in the river. They don't want to get caught. Um, I know you can look up a video. A video that always stuck with me was I used to watch World's Wildest Police videos. I think when True TV was still called Act TV, <laughs> something like that. Something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the videos was well, they chased him. And it was down there in the valley too. It was pretty, pretty close to home. Um, they chased him. All the way down to the border, to the border, uh, to the to the, the, the river, right? Because he was running away. He, with people in that truck, a family in that truck, the coyote drove that truck into the river. He got out and swam across. He left them in that truck. They almost drowned until the border patrol and police got him out, got them out. But he swam across, and when he made it across the river, they're all looking at him, and he's over there throwing his hands up in the air, cheering and throwing the middle finger. Like, he's like, I made it, I made it. He's gloating. He did not give a shit if that family drowned. Damn, they the, and that, they that's, really have no heart. Yeah, yeah. No, they need to understand that it, that is a thing. That a coyote isn't just a term. It's a person that does not give a, a hell about anybody else besides the money. And a lot of times they're employed by cartels to do that thing because they reap in the money, right? You know, the coyote gets some, cartels get the most of the money. And they'll do anything to make that money. Either they're going to transport people or they're gonna use uh, they really do hire like grab kids to like um, to like uh, kind of shield them so that way they uh, if they get caught technically when you have a kid you're a little bit more um, they'll probably let you go see but, folks this is kind of a, it's kind of saddens me that people misunderstand the term coyote after the debate like they tweet dumb shit about it yeah and uh, this is relevant like in terms of like separation of children not like in an inhumane way but just to make sure that they are the actual parents yeah because uh it's it shows how little people know and i thought i gave people benefit of the doubt they did know if you didn't know what a coyote was you probably shouldn't be talking about uh, yeah you shouldn't immigrant. be tweeting about it yeah you shouldn't be some, talking about immigration do some anymore. research first no yeah honestly because i grew up with that term knowing what that was since I was, I'm 20 years old, so about 15 years, dude, I knew, I knew what that term was. I, it's still, I, I, I thought everyone did. I thought everyone had an idea of what it was, but I guess not. And yes, that is a problem. I don't know how people still don't know. And again, if they don't know, they should either research or just stop talking about immigration because of the immigration topic, because there are people that use kids, homeless kids, or kids kidnapped from their parents, it was actually a thing I had to grow up knowing when I went to school down there for a couple of years in the valley was um, don't be careful when you're in the parking lot. Don't walk alone in the parking lot because 
cartels and gangs were kidnapping kids, boys. Boys around the age of 13 was usually the target age. But they would take kids that were younger, take them, and try to get them across back to Mexico. What they were going to do is turn these kids into, like, little soldiers, right? Child soldiers, like, it's like, or, you know, or, whole, you know, like, oh, shit. yeah. I, I, I knew about, like, child soldiers in Africa, but apparently in Mexico there is those. There's things. a few, yeah, there's an instance where kids just, like, there's a Vice documentary and that's actually pretty recent that I think people should watch. And, it, they, and one of the people they're interviewing, uh, a, a little section of their cartel group, um, some foot soldiers for them, one of them was 12 years old. 12 years old was holding a full-on AK-47, not an AK-47, but he was holding on a full-on um, rifle, right? You know, like a, uh, I don't know exactly what gun it was, but I mean, this he had a really powerful weapon on him. And that was the problem. Like, my, I remember seeing on, again, on Channel 5 News, they ran a little thing about it. I remember, too, because my mom would tell me, she was like, you have to be careful. Don't leave me. Like, you know, like, don't, and we're even in the parking lot. Don't leave away from me because you know you don't know who's gonna grab you stick you in the back of a van or in the back of a fucking truck and take you right and next you know you, you and it'd be it suck even more too because you're gonna change the are you'd end up in another country <laughs> right you can't do nothing when you're in mexico it's so it it, it it does happen and then there's i mean it, and also think about it like this over there too it's so poor and in, in certain areas that it's really easy to persuade a kid to do something like that, like, hey, go to this guy, go across the border, and you can do this, this, and, and like, do this, this, and that, right, and they'll support you back, and when you come back, I'll give you $1,000, right, like, or $100, or, like, something, like, to them that was, like, oh, my God, I never would see $100 when I have to, like, at even, uh, like, without working for, like, two weeks, right, so, um, it, that happens, that does happen. People need to research these stories. They're individual stories that you need to see that show that um, kids do these things. Um, I know one that I did see. Uh, trying to remember who interviewed him. He started. He was a well. He was a hitman, but he started when he was thirteen. He was recruited at the age of thirteen, and that's exactly how they recruited him. Hey, you. I'm gonna give you this pistol, and I'm gonna want you to go run up to this dude kill him and I'll give you a thousand dollars it's hard to believe a 13 year old would do that but if you have a 13 year old in a really bad situation such as like he is tired of being poor there's plenty of songs about that <laughs> El Centenario is the song about that where it just talks about someone who's tired of being poor he's tired of being poor and starts working for the mafia the Mexican mafia it happens like it, people do get decide like you know what I'm gonna take even at a young age take the easy way out which I wouldn't even say it's the easy way out because, I mean, you can end up dead in the next two years, right, if you just do the wrong thing and or just being involved with them, right? So it um, it does happen. There are kids, and that's probably what a lot of those kids are separating, can't find their families. So the one, maybe they don't have families anymore. They're homeless and recruited off by a cartels or by a coyote to, and get paid, you know, like that's how those kids was making money to survive because he doesn't have a family. Or he was kidnapped or was just used to do that it does happen like it's not i chose the privilege <laughs> i hate to use the word privilege but it is there's a privilege in being an american that that's stuff we just don't it's hard to believe exist so we don't see that we don't see that here moving on on a positive note in terms of solution what would you say the difference would be between bush's wall and trump's wall <sighs> trump's wall is bigger better 
Now, I don't think it's the main solution. I do support the border wall. I'm glad he's getting something down there. Yes, I was at first skeptical, but yeah. now I do fully support the wall. I fully support the wall, but a big problem and the reason why it's so backed up and why people turn to illegal immigration is because it takes 10 years to become to go through the immigration process, right? There's some people that wait long times. The problem is bureaucracy. Our immigration system needs to be fixed, but before it can be fixed, we do need to control the flow, which is why I support the border wall and upping the border, border patrol's funding and manpower, because before we can stop and try to fix all the bureaucratic stuff, and fix the actual immigration, um, uh, the actual immigration, uh, what's it called? Processing system. Yeah, the system. Um, we need to stop that many people from coming in, slow it down for a little bit, right? Not completely stop it, slow it down so we can fix it. And a large part is Mexico, too. Mexico needs to get its, its shit together as well. I believe, like, President Trump made some progress in convincing Mexico to help stop the flow. Yeah, yeah. They no, sent they, their, some of their guys out. Yeah, they sent their guys out down to the, their southern border to stop people from coming in from the, from South America, and uh, believe it or not, and this was a it was a Vox that ran this one. Uh, a lot of Mexicans were in uh, Mexican citizens were in support of that. There was rallies like that were you know they were uh, waving Mexican flags saying yeah like hey, we're just as bad too, and these people come through here and leave their trash, tear up, and then you know walk through right. And um, they're not, you know, so they're actually happy about that. But, um, yeah, they really need to fix the bureaucratic side. Mexico, too. Mexico needs to get stuff together because on the it, people forget. They think it's just the United States. Mm-hmm. It, it's a process that goes through both countries. You got to go through Mexico and they flows, the, the papers flow through Mexico to the United States. It's really expensive to do that stuff in Mexico. So Mexico needs to fix something that gets this shit together. That way it becomes easier, cheaper, a lot better. And then when we get our thing together too as well, hopefully at the same time, the system will flow better. And it will work, you know, so it flow. Should, it should be a cooperation thing. Yeah, it, it's supposed to be. And that really makes me mad because I know um, a former president of Mexico kind of bashed Donald Trump like if, hey man, you did nothing to fix Mexico. Mexico can be fixed and it, it can be and I'm very hopeful that it can be. But he did nothing. He had no right to say anything to President Donald Trump because his country was still, in, I don't want to say in shambles, but has widespread corruption from this federal to the local level, all through it out. Widespread corruption. There's high amounts of death and violence, death from violence, from drugs, and cartel literally run parts of Mexico and not just small towns but they run air, like massive areas of Mexico yeah. to where the government has no say in areas of Mexico and so I it just it's also like corrupt, pros- corrupt police no yeah yeah and the police are that's what I'm saying like, I, I, I watched the film series and I'm not sure if it's accurate or something but it's pretty precise and I watched Sicario oh yeah you, sh- you should watch more Vice usually does some pretty good ones because I love Vice. Um, uh, sometimes the reporters can be a little eh. But I love Vice for their frontline reporting. I remember watching... I watch, understand yeah. like they have been pretty good documentaries. Yeah, they, because they do frontline reporting. I remember watching Vice way back in like 2013, 2014 is when I started watching them from that uh, Russian roulette series. That was the best documentary I've ever seen in my life. Frontline reporting. Absolutely. From Simon. Yeah, Simon Otrosky. That was that dude. Yeah, I think that's his... I know his first name was Simon. I think it was Otrosky. 
he did a Russian roulette in Ukraine, and that was really, really good. But um, he was I, he was like the best reporter I've ever seen, man. I was so unbiased and just asked the really good questions. But yeah, you should really watch into some of those documentaries um, and from other places too to really see it because it's kind of weird that yeah some uh, though some of those movies aren't far off yeah. that describe the violence and stuff. Now, lastly, uh, Christian, this happened in 2018 and onwards and continuing, I believe. What is your message to those who shout abolish ICE? <sighs> I don't. I'm not. I don't know how to really like say it. I guess I understand what it may look like, but know this: go to the Twitter, Facebook of the ICE agency, preferably Twitter. And see the type of people they're actually raiding, the people they're actually going and grabbing. A lot of these people are criminals. Uh, they, they especially because a lot of them were arrested um, and shown to have violent backgrounds. Yes, there have been people that are deported after, you know, not um, uh after not having violent backgrounds, right? You know, they were just deported because they were illegal and they got caught. But know that there's, the way it works is the only time ICE will come for you like that, I believe, is when you bailed out on court. These people had an opportunity to go to court, but they didn't. They skipped the court bail. So they skipped out on court, which would have been open, would have extended them to be able to stay or actually help them out in staying and fixed starting the, the, the citizenship process for them, they skipped it, didn't go. I, I, I think there's even instances where people skip it three times, right? That's when they'll come. That's when they're going to start looking around. They're looking for the people that skipped out on court or with very violent backgrounds. They, I, I'm telling you, go on to Twitter and see how many people they've, they've deported that are rapists, murderers, uh, involved with drugs, drinking and driving, plenty of violent horrible instances so a lot of those people are the ones that get deported and not necessarily just people that were just doing their business you know working and doing what they're supposed to do no it's a lot of it is people like that and, and with them where things got familiar in which back in 2015 when trump first ran he was saying the rapists and all that comment no oh, yeah i hate that the violent criminals not necessarily innocent like yeah people I... doing about their business I hated having to correct members of my family. I'm like, did you listen to the rest of the quote? The rest of the speech. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the speech where he said there's violent gangs like MS13. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm quoting it right for word, but he was talking about he's literally a second or two before they cut that clip. He says violent gangs like MS13 that are rapists and you know, like he says, criminals and stuff like that. They didn't say Mexicans. He said MS13. So, so yeah, that folks is basically a misquote by the media, and yeah. that's how the Trump, the hatred for Trump got on got out there yeah but hey now people a lot of people know there's trump rallies in the real grand valley yes i yeah. heard like down by border towns there's enthusiasm for trump yeah yeah the, down there in brownsville and stuff like that because i think there is becoming a little bit of a change not too big of a change i mean you know who knows again mm -hmm. i'm not looking at any polls at all i'm just gonna wait till after the election results because so many new voters young and old some People who haven't, that have been able to vote for 20 years and never voted in their lives are voting. Some people who this is their first election are voting in record numbers. So, so folks, this, this uh, Tuesday's election is pretty historical. And 
regarding the outcome, if President Trump wins re-election, I'm quite sure he's going to continue to do what he's doing with immigration. Yeah. And as for, uh, uh, God forbid, President Biden, what do you think personally? I have no idea what Biden will do because you know why? I don't trust Democrats. Not like not a Democrat like as in a person, but like as the Democrats that are currently in the House. Like politicians. Yeah, politicians. Because man, do they lie. That's one of the reasons why, like, when I was younger, freshman year, I would, that's who I thought I was supposed to vote for. I honestly was saying to myself, like, yeah, I'm probably a Democrat. I'm a Democrat. I think so. I like, I like what some of the stuff they say. But as I did my own research and just got into it because I, I was a real history and politics kid in high school. So, like, freshman year, you know, I was really getting into it. And um, I was like, you know what? I, f- I feel like they lie to us. They lie, they lie to people like me people that are of color or I don't like to say people of color that are Hispanic like I'm Hispanic I feel like they lie there's to Hispanic community but also any minority yeah anyway, like honestly because yeah like because like, when you really look at it a lot of the stuff they say just seems unrealistic you're not gonna be able to let anybody in everybody in you can't I'm like no there's no way you like you, we can't just keep printing money we can't like that's really unrealistic and it just shows like they are willing to say a lie that big like that with their chest in front of it and try to convince people to vote for them like that's it just seems pandering yeah it's pandering and it really makes me mad because they're trying to pander to me like that and i'm like dude do you think i'm an idiot and what is really <laughs> offensive like it happened recently in which biden played like despacito and whatnot out of rally and i'm like dude out in the open that's just cringe pandering i want to be like oh my god he's pandering but like he's just pan like it's just cringe but uh <laughs> yeah uh I, I don't know. It's just uh, yeah. I, I I can't get behind it, man. I feel like they they're, they're like it's not. I'm not trying to be like pull that old boomer Republican thing saying oh Democrats lie, but I feel like a lot of the stuff they do say it just seems like it's they say it really fast, you know, like to just to get you to vote them in. But when it comes down to doing it, that's every politician, of course, right? They say right. one thing on the trail. Example is the Washington swamp. Well, no, I mean yeah, that's every politician. Yeah, it's like, every but both parties. I don't like when, uh, yeah, Trump says, oh, the swamp. I'm like, you mean just politics in general? <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't drain the swamp because uh, politicians will always say something and then won't do it. So, it, 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 I mean, because you, you, you could be on the campaign trail and saying these things and mean them. You could mean them. But then you get there and realize, and you actually hear the information and the actual situation of the of the of the thing and the details about the situation and realize oh crap i can't do what i promised oh man it, it, it's completely unpo- impossible right now because of what the current situation is I, I i thought i could do it like that but apparently not i got more details in so not always their fault but yeah like it's so, yeah, something like not that exactly always on the, like, the national race like it just any elections even on local elections in which uh, there's a difference between being on a campaign trail compared to being actually in office yep. knowing what is in store for them now Christian thank you for joining me on this special Sunday any final thoughts on this topic um I think people should pay attention to it more I mean they already are but I feel like they're letting people um, tell them how to think about it I think you need to come at it with both situations yes you have to have some sympathy but you also have to have some realism about the situation that yes there's a lot of good and bad people that are coming across and we need to be able to fix that. We need to be able to um, uh, 
make it to where it's easier for the good people to get in, you know, at a controlled way, not illegal, and not just completely letting loose the borders, let everyone come, right? Can't do that. You know, I think there's it's going to take some reasoning and... I don't want to say put your emotions to the side because you need to keep them there to make sure you don't become a robot, right? You know, just doing things that just hurt people as much as it does help them. But be careful when you do talk about it and just really, really make sure you know yourself because it's a very tricky topic because there's so much that goes into it. There's so many things. There's so many things that go into it. So before you go around voting on someone based on immigration plan or thinking you know the right way on immigration, I promise you there's some, you're probably just hitting the tip of the iceberg. There's so many things that go in that, I mean, that are history-based too, like it stems from other things, so it, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the best way to like really keep reading about it, really make sure you know what you, everything's going on down there and here, the way our immigration system works, the way their immigration system works, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks for coming on, Christian. Of course. Glad to be here. And folks, uh, join us next time for the next Sunday special, in which I will pick out a new topic soon. But this is our, I believe, second edition of the Sunday specials that here at We the People Show that we have done. Thank you for joining us, and uh, see y'all next time. We the people of the United States to form a more perfect unity. Secure the blessings of liberty. Reestablish the meaning of the Constitution.